This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. The podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Here's your host, Brandon Bourgeois. So welcome back, everybody, for another episode of the Team Stripes podcast. On this episode, we're bringing to you a native Minnesotan to the show. His name is Kendall Glasser, and he is a collegiate official down in Minnesota. So, uh, Kendall, welcome to the uh, program. Hey, thanks. Uh, excited for this, yeah. So uh, tell us what, what's going on in your neck of the woods here. You got any games coming up, or what's going on with you? No, nah, I'm actually off tonight. Um, Mankato State's got a game in town. Uh, they're, they're hosting Ferris, so I'll probably hit the gym here soon and then throw on the, the suit and tie and go down and, and watch the boys work tonight. And Hopefully it goes, goes smooth for them, so looking forward to that. So I, I mentioned you're a collegiate official, but just give the listeners a bit of a background on yourself. Like, What's, what's your story here? So... You want you want it from uh, from the beginning or just the collegiate experience? Yeah, uh, let's hear from the beginning. Why not? Let's let's go right to right to the first steps. <laughs> oh well, um, I started out when I was nine years old. Uh, my dad said, "Hey, you turn nine, you should probably get a job and quit being lazy." <laughs> so started out, uh, you know, just kind of doing the one man mic game thing, and you know, every couple of years you bump up to the next level in USA hockey and. To be honest, I hated it. I absolutely hated it until I got, you know, into uh, working bantam hockey, into the into the three man system. And as a linesman, I just thought it was a ton of fun. You know, you got a great seat to watch some good guys play hockey. And um, I was I was extremely fortunate that my supervisor at the time gave me a couple of a high profile games, some playoff games, and some good bantam double A stuff that um, I wouldn't really say was over my head, but you know, I, I was given pretty much a gift to work those games. And after seeing really high levels of hockey um, for myself at that time period, I, I just got hooked. I absolutely loved being on the ice. And so, you know, the year after that, I worked a, a state tournament for USA hockey, um, attended my first camp, you know, and just, I was just hooked. You know, once, once you get that itch and you get that bug, it's, you, you just can't not love it, you know? So and going forward oh, yeah. in your career, like, so what were the big steps for you? Like, what are some of the big highlights, the leagues that you get to work now? Oh, well, so, yeah, coming straight out of high school, uh, I actually thought I'd be some big football star. So I actually played six games of college football until I got my fifth concussion. Um, and then after that happened, I uh, I made a phone call down to C.J. Borlean. He's the, he's the president of the St. Paul Hockey Officials Association, and they cover – all the, all the high school hockey on the east side of um, the Twin Cities, I reached out to CJ and I was like, hey, you know, I'd love to, to jump on your staff. And, you know, he, he brought me on and I introduced me to a lot of really great guys. And from, you know, one year of high school, I, you know, kind of kind of leaned on some other connections of mine and got in touch with Ed Zapita, who's the director of um, the Mayak and Wyak, which are two um, NCAA Division three conferences down here. And, um, he said, yeah, you know, you're a young guy, but we'll bring you on. We'll see what you can do. And, you know, I, every every step along the way, a supervisor just gave me my shot. And, um, 
yeah, I'm just really thankful that, that they gave me the nod to work the games that I have. And I, you know, there's not really one specific um, highlight, you know, every single weekend is different, especially in college hockey. And, you know, I, I love the travel and, you know, every single night that you show up to work, it's just a blessing and an honor. And you know, I, I just love it all every weekend. So. And I'm curious, you mentioned Kendall, like you had a, you had a several concussions and that's not something we usually hear about for officials. Usually that's something more on the player side, but firstly, like did that sort of push you to pursue officiating where you might've, you know, wouldn't be inclined to be a player as much where being an official, you wouldn't have to worry so much about maybe re-injuring, uh, you know, or having an, an additional concussion. Um, is that, was that, was yeah. that part of it? Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird how that all worked out. So, um, you know, cause, cause I, I knew I loved officiating and I knew I wanted to pursue it, but it was kind of on the back burner in my mind, uh, to college football at the time. And after that last concussion, you know, I sat down and I said, Hey, I should probably hang this up. And then, you know, once, once I hung up the cleats and the shoulder pads, in that life, um, I really dialed down on officiating and said, I'm, I'm really going to pour my heart and soul into this and see where it takes me and see if I can make it, you know, to where I want to get to. And, um, yeah, it's, it's weird. Cause if I was still playing ball, there's no way I'd be officiating, you know, college hockey now. So just kind of weird how that all worked out, but I don't know when, when one door kind of closes on your life, you know, the next one opens up and I've been pretty fortunate to, to get where I am now because of all that. So, yeah, that's that's one good way to look at it, I guess. There, when you said you said it, when one door closes, another one opens. And uh, I wanted to jump into a subject. Uh, we were talking off the air, and we were talking about you know the importance of uh, being professional and the importance of I guess adapting to new leagues you're going to work. So any official that aspires to move up, you're always going to reach you know new leagues and new levels where you have to establish yourself. I know something that that's something you were talking about before the show, just, just the importance of that. I, I'm just curious if you could talk about why you think that is such an important uh, aspect of officiating. Well, so um, especially in the leagues that, that I work mostly right now, um, the MIAC, it's a, it's a series of private schools. The coaches who, who coach at these schools are you know pretty well established. They're 10, 12-year-old guys. So they know the veterans coming in and out on the weekends, you know, they know the John Bakke's and, and the, the Rick Larson's of the world. And, um, they know who the studs are. And then when they see a new face, they know the rookie as well. And, um, it, I don't think that it's something where you can just kind of show up and, and woo them with your skating and all of a sudden just instantly snap of the fingers, kind of gain respect. You know, that's something that you get over the course of, you know, being in the league five, six years, but, um, I do think that at showing up in a professional manner, right when you walk in the door, if you're, if your dress clothes are sloppy, you're late, your hair's not done well, you know, you look like a mess coming into the barn. I mean, just like that. And you're a rookie. I mean, a coach is going to jump on you instantly, but if you come in, you look sharp, you got a nice new pair of shoes on and you carry yourself with a, with some professionalism and you can smile and, shake their hand and say, Hey, yeah, you know, I'm a new guy, but I, I'm really looking forward to it and just carry yourself like a pro and not show them that you're scared to work that level. I think that, you know, maybe not instant hundred percent respect kind of that way, but it gives you a step up to, um, in their mind that they think that you're a pro now. So, yeah. And it's, it's interesting you see, you talk about the way you dress. Cause I think a lot of the time when we talk about hockey, 
we talk about, you know, I think you always see the the videos of the players that walking into the to the rink, and they're all dressed up to the nines. But for the officials, even though we sort of, you know, dress professionally, that's not really something that we talk about a whole lot. And I don't know if that's be just because, you know, maybe a lot of the times we can sort of sneak in the back door to the referee room or, or whatever. But I think that's that's a really interesting, you know, angle to look at it. Oh, absolutely. And um, I don't I don't remember who it was that told me this, but the guy said the best officials are the guys who can go unnoticed. The guy that can, that can show up. Nobody notice him walk in the door, works the game. Nobody notices him. And he just leaves, you know, the, the kind of ghostly officials, those are the best guys around. And, um, but then again, there, there's nothing wrong with taking, taking a little bit of pride in the way you dress and, and looking snazzy when you, when you show up. So. Yeah. And I'm just, just curious because we talk about sort of gaining that respect as an official jumping into a new league and, Let's say you got a young kid working, you know, his first junior A game, or in the U.S. we got the, somebody working their first uh, Division three game. They step out into that ice. What what sort of advice, I guess, would you give in terms of maybe the level of confidence you have to display, or or how often are you going to be talking to the players? Do you sort of take a step back a little bit and sort of pick your words, or are you, are you very vocal? I mean, give us a sense of you know advice you might give stepping onto that ice of just sort of the way you're going to comport yourself out there to gain that respect. Yeah, sure. Um, well, the biggest thing for me is um, just kind of taking a step back and, and letting letting your big dogs, you know, be the big dogs. You know, when, when you have the captain's meeting, um, you don't need to do a whole lot of talking. You know, let the vets do that. You know, they're they're established and just kind of take a step back and let them do what they do and be a, be a good supporter um, and just be humble. And it, I think it all starts, you know, when you show up. So, you're a new guy. These kids haven't seen you before. You know, you got the seniors on the team that, you know, they know who the old guys are in the league and they've never seen you before. You know, you show up, you, you smile at them, you wink, you tell them a little joke and you keep on moving. And um, that's the biggest thing that I've, that I've come to find that with players, if you're friendly and you can get along with them and, and crack a quick joke here or there, or, you know, sometimes if a guy's barking, you, you got to be like, Hey man, just relax. Like I'm, I'm doing my best out here, but um I've always found that, yeah, just kind of getting along with the guys and be like, yeah, I'm here to have fun too and win work hard. So, Is there a difference between, you know, you, you mentioned like, you know, there's some of these established teams that you're working where you're seeing, you, you know, you, if you're working in the same league, you could be seeing these guys for years down the road, but at the same time, you're going to be seeing uh, new teams all the time where you might not have that sort of rapport with them already. I mean, is there a difference I guess in the way you approach a team that you've known for a long time and a team that you're meeting for the first time, I know you mentioned a little bit of humor, but like, take us through that mindset. You're, you're coming and you see a team for the very first time. I mean, are you going to throw a couple icebreakers at, at the guys on the ice? I mean, just give us a sense of maybe some advice for some of the, some of the uh, younger officials out there that are listening. Yeah. So, and I think it's, it's really easy as a linesman because you kind of pull up on those benches for, for a lot of the game. So, those are good little times where if a guy throws something at you, you can kind of throw a line back at him. But, um, you know, in warmups, just when you're buzzing around and guys are skating around and stuff and, you know, maybe, maybe the night before look at the roster and, and find a number and maybe, you know, a guy from the hometown that this guy's on. So then maybe he's buzzing around in warm up, and then you pull him out and say, Hey man, you know, this guy, Oh yeah, sure. And then, you know, that's an instant connection that one guy in their locker room has. And then maybe he kind of taps his buddy and says, Hey, you know, this guy's not bad. And, it just kind of grows from there, you know, and, and you, I don't feel like you don't want to be super friendly with guys. You know, you don't want to seem super buddy, buddy, cause that doesn't look professional either, but mm-hmm. I don't think you need to be out there 
and, and not make friends and be a complete enemy to everybody else too, you know? So, and I don't know if it really changes a whole lot, you know, if you're established. So, so as a local guy here down in Mankato, for, uh, for example, I work a lot at Gustavus games just cause I'm the local linesman for that, for that squad. And all the guys know me at that point, you know, we all get along for the most part. And then it's not quite as much effort. I can kind of just come and go and it's not so much, but I feel like maybe I take a trip to, I don't know, Duluth and new team, new guys, nobody knows me. You know, you kind of got to tread lightly and kind of feel out the situation because you don't want to be the guy that talks too much and, and is a joker because that's not a good look either. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a touch and go kind of thing and, and feeling it out and just kind of reading the situation. And I think that that's, that's really good insight, especially for, for newcomers that are joining new leagues. I think that's, that's really good advice for them to sort of adapt and to succeed in, in the leagues they're working. But uh, I just have a question. I mean, for, for you, let's say, you, like you said, you, you, you might know a team pretty well. Let's say you're with a crew that it's, it's their first times meeting these teams. And let's say somebody on the crew makes a mistake and guys are barking at them. I mean, what sort of role do you play as, as a veteran out there in sort of helping those newcomers gain that respect? I mean, do you sort of let them handle themselves? Do you, do you kind of j- jump in maybe and, and give a word to the bench or to the coaches or the players and, and, and kind of help that official out? I mean, just give us some idea of, of, I guess, what support a veteran can give a newcomer that's trying to gain that respect for a league. Sure. Yeah. Kind of being the, uh, like the liaison between the two groups. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the referees rotate more than the linesmen do obviously. And that's, that's a pretty universal thing, but yeah, if there's a new referee around and makes a call, guy says something and I'm by the bench and P looks down at me and says, Hey man, seriously. And I go, I'd look up at P and go, the guy's good. I mean, maybe you don't like the call, but the guy's good. I like him a lot. And, um, I think always, always standing behind your crew is, is important. Yeah. But just kind of going to the bench and say, Hey, this guy's a professional. I think he's really good because those guys already have trust in you. And then if you, if they see that you trust that guy, um, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of grows from there and just kind of standing behind your buddies. And it doesn't need to be a big, long explanation. It can be a quick little, Hey man, I like the call. Like, and something like that and just get back onto the game. So and I wanted to jump in because you you mentioned you're from Minnesota, and for me, I'm a, I'm a Canadian. But when I when I hear Minnesota, I think state of hockey, and I don't think that's unusual. I mean, you guys have claimed that title, I guess, in the United States. But I think when we hear that title, I think a lot of the time we think of of the hockey players. But I'm just curious, could you give us some insight into maybe the the refereeing culture or the officiating culture in Minnesota? Is there sort of a proud history? Is there a lot of local guys that have gone and done well in in the higher ranks? Yeah, um, especially within um, the NCAA. As far as the NHL goes, there's there's a select few. Um, Cameron Voss was was a local guy to, um, to the state who has been a very big pride to a lot of the guys that knew him. Um, did a cup of coffee in the show, did a lot of AHL games, and yes, he just kind of stepped away from the game to be with his family more often. But um, Brian Mock is another guy, fantastic guy, 1,000 gamer in the NHL where – He's a guy from Little Falls, you know, small town Minnesota, northern Minnesota that um, a lot of guys look up to. But I think the biggest thing is as far as an established officiating culture kind of comes out of the metro. And, you know, the the St. Paul, the east side has has very, very deep, deep ties. And you you read the names through there and maybe guys up in Canada won't recognize them. But the C.J. Borleans of the world, you know, the, the J.B. Olsons, the Todd Andersons, there's there's just so many guys that have done so many great things, especially at the NCAA level where 
there's there's a lot of really good guys to look up to and really lean on and, and learn from. So yeah, I mean that's it's not thought of very often, but but it's definitely there. And uh, this is going to be the dumbest question I'm probably going to ask. Well, I won't I won't say that because I ask a lot of dumb questions at times. But <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of folks and this you know we'll, we'll see we'll hear Minnesota and they think of that the the the, the flow they think of the the, the Minnesota high school <laughs> hockey tournament. Uh, do do the referees ever partake in that as well? I mean, we never see. But are, is there anybody that builds out the flow as a referee? Oh man, I there there's a handful of guys, I guess. Um, you know, I'm I'm a pretty clean cut, clean shaven kind of guy. I don't even participate in the in the Movember stuff. You know, I'm a I'm a short hair and, and shave up real nice kind of guy. But there's a few guys around that I've seen that that keep the wings and got a little bit i don't know how happy the supervisors would be if you let it get too long but <laughs> I, i've seen guys try to ride the line yeah 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 and i'd imagine that's probably a pretty common topic for the officials that work those games i don't know if you've ever worked those tournaments but i'd imagine there's probably a lot of uh compliments going to some of those guys on their haircuts oh absolutely and that yeah that's another really good line you can throw at a guy really early in warm ups like hey hey the hair's looking good today how about you like <laughs> Uh, and I'm just curious, Kendall. So for you, so take us through like what are some of the highlights of the games that you've you've been working in the past? I mean, is there certain you obviously you're a collegiate official? Is, is there certain games that you you get up for that those are your big games there in your in your sort of uh, career? I guess you could say. Uh, I I I look at every single weekend that I work. I look at as a blessing and as a championship, you know, I've, I haven't gotten to work, um, to work postseason in the NCAA. I'm really hoping that this year might be my year to, to kind of break in and maybe get a series for playoffs. But, you know, in, in the Mayak, especially it's such deep hockey. There's so many good teams in the chase for, for that playoff race. And every single weekend matters to these guys. And, um, just every single night that you show up, I mean, your head's got to be screwed on straight, and you got to be ready to rock. So there's not really, you know, one, one big one for me. You know, I look at my schedule now and, you know, I've got, I've got some pretty good teams on it later in the year. Um, I worked the very last week in the regular season later in the year um, up in the Metro and, you know, you get excited for all of them. So, yeah. And I, as a Canadian there, and I, I know we've talked to some NCAA officials, but I find it really interesting where we talk about the NCAA and just the atmosphere you can expect at a lot of these ranks. I mean, for the listeners out there, just give us an idea. You step onto the ice for these NCAA games. I mean, what's what's the atmosphere like for for these for these games? Yeah, so um, Division One is can get to be pretty insane. You know, you look at the Penn States of the world. Um, Division One's nuts, but a lot of the stuff that I do, even small little Division Three. I mean, these are schools of four thousand students. The rink is right there on campus. It's free for kids to go to, and they just get rocking. And it might only be you know. A thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand kids, but in a pretty small barn that's packed out on a, on a Friday night, where maybe the maybe the kids were hitting some wobbly pops in their dorm room, and then they just walk down to the arena. I mean, the the arenas they just get they just get rowdy, and it's just so much fun, just a blast. So yeah, I mean, it's I don't know what the culture's like for for minor pro or junior up in Canada, but yeah, no, it's it's kind of a special gig down here. So. And for you, so obviously you're an official in collegiate hockey. I mean, for any of those listeners out there aspiring to reach that rank, obviously I'm sure a lot, and maybe even in your neighborhood in Minnesota that are looking to sort of 
work those games that you're working? I mean, what sort of advice would you give to those officials to be able to reach those those levels that that rank? Um, I think the biggest thing is is just being being ready for your shot. You know, there a lot of moving up the ranks and officiating. From what I found, is just the right place at the right time where there's an opening on a staff and you know a guy and you slide in and you get the tryout and um, just knock it out of the park, you know, and that's some, some years staffs might stay pretty deep and there's not many guys coming in at all. And there might not be very many hires, but maybe there's one guy that needs a slot or maybe he needs one linesman in one town and one night a supervisor comes out to watch you and, you know, just being ready to get that shot, you know, keeping, keeping your body in, in good shape. And, you know, like we said earlier, being a professional, you know, if a supervisor comes downstairs and, and is taking a look at you to maybe hire you and pick you up next year and he comes downstairs and, you know, you had a, you had a rough night cause you took a night off and you don't, you don't look the part, you know, you might've just missed your one shot at, at getting up the ladder. So I think just always, always being ready to, to just knock your game out of the park is, is big. And for, for actual, for in-game, I guess, things that, for, I mean, obviously I don't work in the NCAA, so I don't really know what kind of, but what, for, for your guys' points of emphasis, like what are you really focusing on this year? Is there, is there certain themes this year? Is, is it face-offs? I mean, what, what are some of the, the things that you guys work on day-to-day that are really your, your key points of emphasis? Sure, yeah. Um, face-offs have been pretty big. Um, and that's something that all the conferences are trying to get on the same page as, you know, you, you go conference to conference and supervisor to supervisor. Um, I think face-offs is something that everybody wants to get on the same page. Um, the NCAA issued, you know, their, their points of emphasis for the season. Sportsmanship was a big one. Um, kind of, kind of trying to clean up the language, stuff like that. And then there was, there was a thing about slashing as well this year to try to take away some, maybe not a change of possession slash, but a, but a loss of an opportunity slash is something that, you know, they're, they're trying to keep a, a closer eye on. And those would probably be the biggest thing for this year. And, uh, Kendall, before we let you go, I got, I wouldn't be remiss if I would, uh, forget to ask. I mean, do you have any shout outs for any guys that you have down in Minnesota that have helped to, to get you where you're at today? Oh goodness. That, that list is so long, you know, from, from Mike Mooney to, you know, Rick Nelson and CJ and Ed and all the guys who just kind of gave me a shot coming up the way, you know, it, 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 as a supervisor, you look at me, I mean, I'm, I'm a baby face. I'm a young guy. I'm not the tallest cat around. And they go, ah, man, I don't know if I want to stick this kid on the ice. And I, I shoot out about a bajillion emails a week to guys, and they probably just get sick of hearing my emails, and they'll just put me on the ice just so their inbox quits blowing up. But, you know, these guys gave me a shot, and, you know, I, I can't thank them all enough for, for putting their trust in me and putting me on the ice and just seeing what I can do. So, I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot of names. You all know who you are, so... <laughs> That's that's a good way to look at it, and I know whenever you ask an official that, you know you could be there talking for hours about all the people that help them get there to to the level they're at today. But uh, Kendall, I want oh, to thank absolutely. you, man, for 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 taking the time to chat. Awesome advice for officials out there that want to learn about how to be, you know, professional, showing up to the rink, to act professional on the ice, to build rapport, and certainly I think you gave us a really good insight into to the NCAA and uh, you know for those officials that want to reach those levels. So thanks again. Kendall, and best of luck with the season. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, thanks.